Startups join Techstars with aspirations, goals, and a vision for what they want to achieve. Fast forward three months, and Demo Day is a chance for these companies to showcase their growth and future plans. But have you ever wondered what happens behind the scenes when faced with the task of condensing all that progress into a two-minute pitch? I'm Jag Singh. I'm a serial founder and entrepreneur turned investor, and I'm also the managing director of Techstars Berlin. Welcome to The Lead Up, where we'll speak with one company from the current Techstars Berlin cohort in each episode. We'll find out what really goes through these founders' minds at each stage of building a business in an accelerator, while preparing for the big reveal to investors and the community. I also have Umara Javid, an associate from our accelerator program, helping me here with the interview. Hi, I'm Amara, friends call me Tinks, and I'm a former associate of Textiles London and currently a senior associate at Textiles Berlin. Today, we're speaking with the founders of UK-based Bipit. Their platform enables companies to give every single employee a perfectly matched financial coach. I'm joined by Grace, Eric, and Sam. Let's start with Eric. I'm co-founder and CTO of, of Bipit. So roles would be anything tech, responsibilities, it's just anything else that comes up. The main focus is just building out our platform. So that's building out the, the backend systems, making sure they integrate correctly with the front-end systems because we're on both iOS and, um, and the web app. And then making sure it's all secure and no one else has access to it. Collecting uh, metrics around what's being used so we can continually build on it. That's most of it. <laughs> Awesome. Grace. Hey, I'm also a co-founder and had a product. So obviously working with our product designer to collect user research, user interviews, looking at all the data, building out our roadmap, working with our developers, including Eric and our two front end developers to make sure we ship things quickly and efficiently. I also work with the business strategy guys and also on inbound marketing. We're using paid LinkedIn, SEM, checking those data and bringing in inbound leads. I'm Sam, the CEO and the third of Bipit's co-founders. My core responsibilities are all on the commercial side of the business, coming down from business strategy and hiring, but then into managing the sales team and also managing our our fundraising, which is a very time-consuming but a very necessary part of the business. Bipit is an employee benefit. And the way we think about it is that we help businesses go beyond the paycheck to support their employees. And what we've been able to do is create the first employee benefit in Europe that gives absolutely everyone within a business unlimited coaching from their very own financial expert, along with all of the tools that they need to ultimately take control and build a better financial future. Sam, one of the things that stood out about your team pretty early on, even from the first days, was the sense of mission that I could feel amongst the entire founding team. Could you speak to that a little bit? We're very mission-driven founders. We're, we're missionaries, not mercenaries in many ways. And I think that goes back to our personal experiences. I'm not going to give you my life story here, but if we rewind more years than I, I care to admit... When I was in my early 20s, I really messed up with my finances. And that scar tissue stayed with me all the way through my financial services career, which has lasted the last sort of 15 years. And I think now we have a situation where the technology is here. 
that we can make human support radically more efficient and therefore make it scalable and make it available to everyone. And the simple fact is only one in 10 of us have ever spoken to a financial expert. So we're trying to change that. So we go into businesses and we make sure that every single employee has dedicated support from their own financial coach. So if they ever have any concerns, any questions or any issues, they always have some support that's personalised to them. So I mean, from my experience, when we speak to users, it's always about with a product hat on is being open ended and non judgmental. But I think that's especially important when you're building a product like this and talking about money. There's such a huge money taboo in the UK and across broader society. And so being able to, when you introduce yourself to users, to talk about your own perspective and your own kind of finances and showing that you really care means that you get to the truth of the matter without having them putting up a pretense to be like, I'm great with my money and and lying. They, you're like, I'm with you. I've been there. So let's make it better and let's build this so we can make it better for all of us. And I think that passion and that care and that honesty are the guiding principles to Bipit. And it's what is going to make us a killer team because we care and we generally want to make a difference. It's really uh, clear that there's some strong pillars here for the brand. You actually just touched on something about the stigma around uh, talking about money, which I really want to go into a bit more. But before we do, I'd love to hear about Eric's motivations and why Eric's uh, here building this product. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I can relate to the personal choices as well that I did when I was younger that were not the wisest things. I'll just mention just one example. I think the biggest thing is going over and studying in the US when I'm European. So it would have been completely, well, almost free somewhere in Europe, but graduated from the US with like hundreds of thousands of, of loans. Like that one decision alone set me back for a lot, but I didn't come to that realization until much, much later down my career. And so I knew of financial advisors and the only thing I knew about them was that they're, they're just for the rich people. They're way too expensive for people like me to even consider. It's only after I started working Curve and then I met up with Sam, we started discussing this and realized there's actually a lot more people who want um, this kind of help that they offer. But because they're so expensive and so out of touch, like no one actually goes to them. And then we started discussing like, so what can we do about it? So we addressed it by looking at the advice gap that exists in the UK, and then Bipit was formed from that. So our entire motivation was, how do we get more people um, to talk to people whose job it is to help them out of these situations? So why is it a B2B model for you right now and not a B2C? People don't want to talk about money. But a great place where we have a really trusted relationship is with our employer and in the workplace. Most employees place a lot of trust in their employer. And by offering this service as a B2B service, it means that we can get it into the hands of many more employees. Let's not forget that your employer is your source of income. They're almost always your source of retirement as well. It's one of the most trusted financial relationships that you have, far more so than the relationship that you might have with your bank. And I think that's something that we can leverage. And by going through the workplace, we have the additional benefit that we can make this support completely free to the end user, which is something that we wouldn't be able to do out in the consumer model. The challenge with asking a consumer to pay for financial expertise is that, as I said earlier, only one in 10 of us have ever had that experience. So people simply don't know the value of that. And therefore, that's a real challenge. 
So there's a lot of benefits to going through the workplace and it's something where we're seeing a lot of traction at the moment. Now that we're in the lead up to Demo Day, I'd like to hear a bit more about any specific highlights that you've already managed to achieve. We've now launched Bipit in the UK and since we started selling just a couple of months ago, we're now supporting over a thousand employees directly. We've also been able to sign partnership agreements with other wellbeing firms, which give us a much, much larger reach, which is really exciting for us. And I think the key part to um, that success is that we can onboard new customers in minutes, not months. There are no integrations required. An employee can register on the Bipit platform in just 90 seconds. We've got 100% onboarding success, and we have an engagement rate that's 10 times that of traditional support. And so we're able to help more businesses faster deal with their problems, like attracting and retaining the best talent, like dealing with the stress of their workforce and helping their employees feel more settled. In terms of highlights during the programme, first of all, I think that the mental madness weeks that we had were invaluable for us at that point because being able to speak to so many experts in such a short space of time and understand how they achieved these things, where they were selling HR products and how they were connecting to the pain of their users was really helpful for us to start making very quick decisions about where we go and what we do. And ultimately that culminated into us doubling down on our go-to-market. We signed a couple of significant contracts about halfway through the program. And then we were looking to hire a sales director to take advantage of that traction. And after speaking to the program team and the mentors, we actually decided to hire two sales directors at the same time. And they've really hit the ground running, opening up huge deals for us, which looks really positive for our deal flow. In times like these, when the world's been filled with uncertainty for the last 12 months, but finally there's some light at the end of the tunnel there, what does a business owner or an HR business partner think? And how does that require a product like yours to to shift its positioning? I don't necessarily think the positioning needs to change, but the conversation does change around that positioning. I think we all know what's happened over the last 12 months. What we're really focused on is where do we go from here? The world of work has changed. It's now at very least flexible, at the most remote first for a lot of businesses. So how do they adapt their processes to support their employees when they're not in the same physical space? What we found with Bipit is that by providing a platform that can reach employees wherever they are, and give them support whenever they need it is going to be absolutely crucial in the future. What we see in the market here is that we've had five, maybe six years of a focus on mental health in the workplace, and now we're seeing widespread adoption. But the missing ingredient of that mental health conversation is actually the biggest contributor to stress, which is financial well-being. I think we're now starting to see the market open up to that. And if we look to the US, the likes of Zoom, Udemy, Nextdoor are all adopting one-to-one financial coaching for employees. And we're seeing a similar trend in Europe. And that's something that we're very excited about for the coming years. So what I'd say from a product positioning for our end users is that COVID has exaggerated the existing trends in people's finances. And what I would say is there's two clear core 
COVID personas now, which we found, which is one is the person who has not gone out, but have carried on working at home and haven't seen any kind of impact to their income. And they've had an opportunity to really save money. So a lot of users I speak to, or like I used to go on holiday a couple of times a year or used to enjoy eating out and that kind of stopped. And so I've been putting, saving that money. For them, they've been using the product in a way of, well, this is the first time that I can put significant money away in savings. I can invest for the first time. And they're using the coaches and the goals features of the product to really make the most of their money in a time that's quite freeing for them. On the other side, we have people who have had to take a pay cut, maybe down to 20%, even if they haven't been on furlough, or they may have been on furlough and only got 80%, or their partner or spouse may have lost their job. In which case, the impact on that household has been huge. And what it has shone a light on is the huge financial insecurity in the UK, which I cannot stress enough that so many people in the UK are living on shaky ground, like how much they have in their emergency fund, if they have income protection, if they have life insurance. And BIPA is here to help both of these people. Over the last few months, uh, there's been a lot of pressure to get this um, product to more people. It also means getting features out as soon as possible. So the people who are using it can get these new features that we're introducing. And the people who haven't used it yet, they can see the new features and they're more excited to use it. I've been in an environment before where there was uh, a huge amount of growth. At my time in Curve, I joined right after the seed stage. There were a couple of thousands users on the platform. Two years after, when I left, there were about 400,000 users on the platform. But with any startup, there's a very small um, development team. So the metric that I have in my head every week is how much time our dev team is spending working on product features. We're aiming for about 85% um, across the entire team. As soon as as we go below that, then we know there is an issue in the process. If we're spending too much time just debugging, too much time testing, too much time acting as an IT support to customers, then there's an issue. So we review it and see what we can do to get that development velocity back up to at least 85%. This usually means introducing a lot more automated tests, having an FAQ, for instance, that people can look at instead of going directly for support and a lot of different things. But that metric for me is the most important team in the dev team. Thanks, Eric. And Grace, what are the product metrics that you're tracking? We have the coaching platform plus all the the SaaS that is on top of that. Ultimately, we have a really huge registration rate, over 50% for a financial product, 100% uh, complete onboarding, which we're super proud of. And then those people on board, 50% message their coach directly. These are people who have never had access to a financial expert ever before. Or we have a health check, which they then share, and another 40% do that. So most of the people that register within the first week, I would say, access their own dedicated coach, which I've never done before. We also have a really huge growing employee base because the companies we've onboarded are fast growing tech startups which means not only do we have the demographics of the employees that really want this product it's also growing really uh, quickly without us having to do any more work which is great we put a lot of emphasis on seeking financial advice in times of crises is that accurate yeah yes and no i think one of the things that a lot of people make the mistake of thinking is that 
Like financial advice is only relevant if you have lots of money. And actually, it can have an even bigger effect if you have low financial security, if you don't have many savings. There is some research that came out towards the end of last year from Royal London in the UK. And it said even low and average income individuals can be £50,000 better off over 10 years simply by having access to an expert financial coach. That really honed in our strategy to make sure that BIPIT is available for everyone. So no matter your situation, no matter your background, no matter your wealth, you can get expert support that's right for your situation and ultimately we can build a better financial future for you. So we've then spoken a lot about growth and acceleration during the program and just before the program started as well. I'm keen to learn about how that's managed by the team internally. So what's the dynamic like with the three of you and how do you like prioritize uh, all this growth with like your own mental health and your own like sanity? One of the great things about us as a founding team is that we have different personalities, but we can always talk this through from a place of respect and I guess it helps that there's three of us as well because there's always going to be a majority decision at the end of it. On the mental health it's a lot of people say if you love what you do then you're not really working. Um, I, I think it, it works up to a certain extent. We, we all love what we're doing. We want to work on it as much as possible and so we will but we also make sure we always have enough time to step out of it to have our me time. We all have our own things that we do. I tend to play a lot of video games and I make sure I have those couple of hours on the weekends especially just to do that and then I can um, be refreshed and just jump back in on Monday. Uh, what video games do you play? Oh, lots of different ones. Um, I'm currently replaying Halo. So it's the Halo Master Chief Collection from the very beginning all the way to the end in time for Halo 6 that's coming out this year. One of the things that I often push founders I meet to think about is product-led growth. I want you to spend less money on marketing and I want you to think about how your product can sell itself. What are the things that, that Bipit's done in this vein? It's a really interesting area for us because there are so many areas of the platform where we could explore this. But one of the ones that we've, that we've been able to deliver very quickly and very effectively is that within our customers, employees move jobs. So they're always gonna be new joiners and they're always gonna be new leavers. Now, with new joiners, we onboard them, of course, and that's all very smooth and well-defined. For the leavers, we make sure that they have continued access to the BIPIT platform for six months after they leave their company because we don't know what their situation is going to be. They might have been fired. They might have been made redundant. And we want to make sure they have the financial support that they need for that transition in their life. But what that opens up for us is the ability to be introduced to their new employer if they do start to work for a new company and there's a lot of movement within the tech space especially the the late stage venture-backed tech space that we have focused on and so that opens up a huge amount of opportunities for us to get that referral mechanic working as product-led growth we we also have another one which is gamification as a real great kind of also using increasing product retention but also a virality so not only that, in Q, our Q2 focus is on activation. For those people who aren't thinking about their finances, who are burying their head in the sand, how do we get those employees to start engaging with our product and engaging with their finances? And I really 
cute way to do that is through challenges and using that gamification aspect that you see in fitness apps hugely successful. Are there any myths of being a startup entrepreneur that you can debunk for us? I don't know if this is specifically a startup myth, but it's a well-known phrase, build it and they will come. The opposite couldn't be more true. You need to build something that people need and want. And that's the first part of the puzzle. And the second part of it is you need to reach that audience to get them to adopt what you've built. You can't just build it, plonk it down on the app store and expect people to find it. And I think a lot of people discount or undervalue how much work goes into the marketing and the sales and the growth side of a business. Yeah, that was me on my first startup. We just built everything, got a finished product, got it out, and then we're like, why aren't people using it? So yeah, that was a hard lesson. But a lesson well learned. I, I want to ask you, you had previously raised a little bit of money, and then you actually raised a little bit more successfully from some investors as you came into the program. I'm curious to know how you've leveraged them and, and how they're helping you and how you're making them work for you. Yeah, I think we've been very fortunate in many ways insofar as we've been able to be very selective about the investors that have joined us on our journey so far. And we've been able to bring in a huge amount of expertise, both financial services expertise and employee benefits expertise. You know, some of the some of the early investors in BIPIP were also early investors in Nutmeg, in Monzo, in Free Trade, and even in Calm, the meditation app. And that's been incredibly beneficial for us. It's also been able to open up a huge number of doors in terms of partnerships discussions, which is very exciting for us in the future. And I'm talking about large retail banks and workplace pension scheme providers. And one of the one of the best sort of sources of guidance and information is our sort of informal advisor board, which is our existing investors. And they're a fantastic group of individuals with centuries worth of experience for us to lean on, which is something that we're really grateful for. We even have the co-founder of Nutmeg, who's joined us on this journey. And we're excited about the future and bringing more partners into the business with this level of expertise to help us scale BIPIT in the UK and beyond. Investors use the phrase future of work a lot, but I feel it's just a placeholder for an even more uncertain future. I'm grateful that as our economies emerge from the COVID pandemic, companies have a solution like BitBit to offer to their employees to help them rebuild and hopefully even prosper. Grace, Eric, and Sam, thanks for sharing. And to our audience out there, thank you for listening. Don't forget, we have nine other amazing companies from Techstars Berlin sharing their experiences in this lead-up series, a part of the Techstars Podcast Network. 